0: Chapters five through eight of the Gospel according to Mark from the New Testament in Modern English, translated by Ferrar Fenton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Chapter five. Arriving at the other side of the lake, they landed in the district of the Gadarenes and disembarking from the boat a man possessed by a foul spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs at once ran to him from the tombs and none could restrain him not even by binding for they had often bound him with chains and shackles and he had torn asunder the chains and smashed the shackles and no man had the strength to tame him continually night and day he was among the tombs and mountains shrieking and bruising himself with stones but seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran and knelt to him, and calling with a loud voice, he said, "'What is there between me and you, Jesus, son of the highest God? "'I put you on oath before that God "'that you will not torment me.' "'For he had said to him, "'Be gone, foul spirit, out of the man.' "'And he asked him, "'What is your name?' "'My name is Legion.' was his reply for we are many and they urgently pleaded that he might not send them out of the district now there was feeding on the side of the hill a great herd of swine and they pleaded with him saying send us to the herd of swine so that we may enter into them jesus accordingly gave them permission and departing the foul spirits entered the swine then the herd numbering about two thousand rushed madly down the precipice into the sea and were drowned in the deep the feeders consequently took to flight and having reported it in the town and in the country the people came out to see what had occurred and approaching jesus they found him who had been possessed now seated clothed and quite sane even the one who had the legion and they were terrified those who had witnessed it explained what had happened to the demoniac and also concerning the swine They then began to urge him to quit their shores, and when he was embarking on the vessel, the one who had been possessed begged that he might accompany him. Jesus, however, would not allow it, but told him, Go back to your home, to your relatives, and tell them what the Lord has done for you, and has pitied you. So taking his departure, he began to report in Decapolis what Jesus had done for him, and all were filled with astonishment now when jesus had again crossed over in the boat to the other side a great crowd collected to him and he was near the lake and one of the chiefs of the synagogue jairus by name came and seeing him fell at his feet and earnestly appealed to him saying my little daughter is dying come now place your hands upon her so that she may be saved and live he accordingly went along with him and a great crowd accompanied and pressed upon him a woman also who had suffered from hemorrhage for twelve years and had been greatly tortured under many physicians and had spent all she possessed without relief but was rather getting worse having heard about jesus came into the crowd behind him and touched his robe for she thought if i could but touch his robe i shall be made well and at once the discharge of blood was stopped and she felt in herself that she was cured of that disease Jesus immediately perceiving that power had left him, turning round to the crowd, asked, Who has touched my garments? You see the crowd pressing around you, the disciples answered him, and you ask, Who touched me? He looked round, however, to discover who had done it. Then the woman, trembling in terror and conscious of what had happened to her, came and bowed to him and told him the whole truth. Daughter, your faith has saved you, he said to her go in peace and you shall be relieved from your disease while he was speaking someone came to the chief of the synagogue saying your daughter is dead why should you further trouble the teacher jesus overhearing the message however said to the chief of the synagogue fear not only believe and he allowed none to accompany him but peter james and john the brother of james On arriving at the house of the chief of the synagogue, he saw a confusion and lamenting and much wailing, and entering, he said to them, "'Why do you shriek and weep? "'The child is not dead, but only fainting.' But they laughed at him in ridicule. Then dismissing them all, he took the father and mother of the child with his companions and entered the chamber where the child was laid, and having taken the hand of the child, he said to her, "'Talitha! Kumi!' which, when translated, means, "'Girl, I tell you, rise up!' And the girl at once stood up and walked, for she was twelve years old. And they were greatly amazed and overcome with gladness. He then enjoined them to let no one know it, and ordered them to give her some food. Chapter 6 He then went from there and came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, when many who heard were struck with admiration, exclaiming, Where has he obtained this? And what is the wisdom given to him? And how can such results come from his hands? Is not this fellow the carpenter, the son of Mary, and only the brother of James, Joses, Judah, and Simon? And are his sisters not here among us? And they were scandalized because of him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not dishonored except in his own country among his relatives and in his own house and he was there unable to do any powerful work except that he cured a few sick people by laying his hands upon them and he wondered at their disbelief but he traversed the surrounding villages teaching he then called to him the twelve and began to send them out by two and two and he gave them authority over foul spirits he also instructed them to take nothing for their journey except a walking-stick alone no bag no bread no money in their purse but only to be shod with sandals and not wear two cloaks and he instructed them wherever you may enter a house remain there until you leave the place and whoever will neither accept you nor listen to you when you depart from there shake off the dust from under your feet as an evidence against them I tell you indeed that it will be more endurable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that town. Then departing, they preached that they should change their minds, and they cast out many demons and applied oil to many sick people, and they were cured. King Herod also heard of it, for his name had become public, and he said, It must be John the Baptizer, risen from the dead, and therefore the powers work through his hands. Others said, "'It is Elijah,' while others again said, "'He is a prophet, or like one of the prophets.' Herod, however, hearing it, said, "'John, whom I beheaded, has himself been raised from the dead.' For Herod had sent to arrest John and confined him in prison on account of Herodia, the wife of his brother Philip, for he had married her, although John had said to Herod, "'It is not allowable for you to take your brother's wife.' Herodias herself consequently bore him a grudge, and longed to murder him, but was not able, for Herod respected John, knowing him to be a just and holy man, and had befriended him, and gladly listened to him, and did many things willingly when he heard him. But upon the arrival of a suitable day, when Herod gave a dinner to his nobles, generals, and the gentry of Galilee, Herodias' own daughter entered and danced, greatly pleasing Herod and his guests. The king said to the girl, ask of me whatever you like and i will give it you and he swore to her whatever you ask of me i will give it you even to the half of my kingdom then running out she said to her mother what shall i ask the head of john the baptizer was her reply rushing back to the king she demanded saying i wish you would give at once on a dish the head of john the baptizer THE KING WAS HORRIFIED, YET BECAUSE OF HIS OATH AND HIS GUESTS HE DID NOT LIKE TO REFUSE HER. SO THE KING AT ONCE SENT ONE OF HIS BODYGUARDS WITH INSTRUCTIONS TO TAKE OFF HIS HEAD. HE ACCORDINGLY WENT AND BEHEADED JOHN IN THE PRISON, AND BROUGHT HIS HEAD UPON A DISH, AND GAVE IT TO THE GIRL, AND THE GIRL GAVE IT TO HER MOTHER. THEN HIS DISCIPLES, HEARING OF IT, CAME AND TOOK POSSESSION OF HIS BODY, AND PLACED IT IN A TOMB. WHEN THE APOSTLES RETURNED TO JESUS, THEY REPORTED TO HIM EVERYTHING THAT THEY HAD DONE, AND ALL THAT THEY HAD TAUGHT he then said to them come and retire privately by yourselves to a quiet place and rest a little for many were coming and going so that they had no leisure not even to eat they accordingly retired privately by boat to a quiet place many however observed their departure and recognizing him they ran by land from all the towns and arrived first so upon disembarking he observed a great crowd and he had pity upon them because they were as scattered sheep who had no shepherd but he then began to teach them many things and when many hours had passed his disciples approached him and said seeing that this is a desert place and it is now late dismiss them in order that they may go into the surrounding fields and villages and buy bread for themselves for they have nothing to eat here give them something yourselves to eat he said to them in reply and they asked him (laughs) shall we go and purchase twenty pounds worth of loaves and give it to them to eat how many loaves have you he asked go and see and on ascertaining they replied five and two fishes he then ordered them all to recline in parties upon the green grass they accordingly took their seats in groups here a hundred there fifty and taking the five loaves and the two fishes he looked up to heaven blessing them and breaking up the loaves he handed to his disciples to distribute among the crowd while he divided the two fishes among them all and they all partook and were satisfied they then picked up twelve bags full of the broken pieces and of the fishes and those who had eaten of the bread numbered about five thousand men immediately after he urged his disciples to embark in the vessel and proceed to the other shore towards bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd and having bidden them farewell he withdrew to the mountain to pray then when the evening arrived the boat was in the middle of the lake and he alone upon the land seeing them struggling with the oars for the wind was against them at about three o'clock in the morning he made towards them walking upon the water and he came alongside of them but they seeing him walking upon the water concluded that it must be a phantom and shrieked out in their terror for they all saw him but addressing them at once he said (laughs) take courage i am do not be afraid and when he got up to them in the boat the wind lulled and they were much astonished in themselves for they did not reflect upon the loaves because of their degenerate hearts so when they had crossed over they arrived in the land of Gennesaret and moored to the shore then when they had disembarked from the boat the people at once recognized him and ran through the whole neighborhood bringing on mattresses those who were sick carrying them about to wherever they heard he was and wherever he entered a village town or field they placed the sick in the open places and begged him that they might but touch the fringe of his robe and as many as touched him were restored chapter seven the pharisees and some of the professors from jerusalem then collected about him and noticed some of the disciples eating bread with polluted or unwashed hands for the pharisees and all the judeans do not eat unless they scrupulously wash their hands in accordance with the rule of their forefathers and returning from the public places if they do not wash they will not eat and many other observances had been handed down to them such as the washing of dishes cups plates and lounges the pharisees and professors therefore asked him why do your disciples not conduct themselves according to the rules of our ancestors but on the contrary eat their bread with unwashed hands in reply to them he said admirably did isaiah prophesy about you play-actors when he wrote these people honor me with the lips but their heart runs from me but in vain do they pay me homage teaching the precepts of men for doctrines abandoning the command of god you cling to the order of men in washing cups and dishes and you attend to many other observances of that kind and he further said to them you very finely throw aside the command of god so that you may stick to your own regulation for moses said honor your father and your mother and who neglects his father or his mother let him end in death but you say "'If a man should say to his father or to his mother, "'All that I possess with which I might help you is Korban, a gift to God, "'then you will never again allow him to do anything for his father or his mother, "'thus distorting the word of God by your regulation, "'which you have handed down, and many similar things you do.' "'Then calling to him again the whole crowd, he said to them, "'All of you listen to me and understand.' nothing that enters the man from without can pollute him but on the contrary that which comes out of the man that is what pollutes him if anyone has ears to hear let him listen now when he had entered the house away from the crowd his disciples asked him about the parable and he said to them are you also still ignorant do you not perceive that what enters into the man from without cannot pollute him because it does not reach the intellect but passes into the bowels which eliminate all foods what comes out from the man he added that pollutes the man for from within from the intellect of the man proceed vile thoughts adultery fornication murder theft avarice wickedness deceit profligacy a wicked eye blasphemy arrogance and recklessness all these corrupt things come out of and pollute the man starting from there he proceeded to the borderland of tyre and sidon and going to a house he wished no one to know it but he could not be hid for at once a woman whose daughter was possessed by a foul spirit having heard about him came and fell at his feet the woman was a greek a syrophoenician by race and she begged him that he would cast out the demon from her daughter but jesus answered her let me first satisfy my children "'for it is not fair to take the bread of my children and fling it to the whelps.' "'Yes, sir,' she said in reply to him. "'Yet even the whelps under the table eat of the crumbs of the children.' "'Because of this expression,' he answered her, "'you may go. The demon has left your daughter.' "'And returning to her home, she found the demon gone and her daughter resting upon a couch.' Then, departing again from the districts of Tyre and Sidon, he came towards the Sea of Galilee, through the middle of the district of Decapolis. They then brought him a deaf stammerer, and desired him to place his hands upon him. So, taking him aside from the crowd, he placed his fingers in his ears, and, having spit, he touched his tongue. Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed, and said to him, Ephphatha, which is, Be opened. And his hearing was immediately restored, the defects of his tongue were remedied, and he spoke quite plainly. He then enjoined them to tell no one, but the more he urged them, the more persistently they proclaimed it, and their astonishment was so intense that they kept exclaiming, How admirably he does everything! He makes both the deaf to hear and the speechless to speak! CHAPTER Eight about this time a very great crowd collected and having nothing to eat jesus called his disciples to him saying to them i am grieved for the crowd because they have remained with me three days and they have nothing that they can eat if i therefore dismiss them to their homes they will faint by the way for some of them have come from a distance his disciples accordingly asked him in reply from where are we able here in this desert to satisfy all these with bread how many loaves have you he asked them seven was their reply he then instructed the crowd to be seated upon the ground and taking the seven loaves having offered a blessing he broke up and gave to his disciples for distribution and they handed round to the crowd besides they had a few small fishes and having blessed he ordered these also to be distributed and they ate and were satisfied and of the broken pieces that remained over they gathered up seven hampers full the eaters numbered about four thousand he then dismissed them he immediately afterwards embarked in the boat together with his disciples and came to the neighbourhood of dam there the pharisees approached and began to argue with him asking him for a sign from heaven testing him but sighing deeply in his spirit he said why does this race hunt after a sign i tell you indeed that no sign shall be given to this race And leaving them, he again took the boat and returned to the other shore. They had forgotten, however, to provide themselves with bread, and they had with them but one loaf in the boat. And he warned them, saying, "'Take care. Beware of the ferment of the Pharisees and of the ferment of Herod.' They then consulted with one another, remarking, "'It is because we have no bread.' But Jesus, perceiving it, said to them, "'Why do you consult because you have no bread?' will you never reflect nor comprehend is your intellect dull having eyes do you not see having ears do you not hear and do you not remember when i broke those five loaves among the five thousand how many baskets full of broken pieces did you pick up twelve was their reply and of those seven among the four thousand how many hampers full of broken pieces did you gather up seven they replied then how he went on to ask them do you not yet understand then when he arrived at bethsaida they brought to him a blind man pleading that he would touch him so taking the blind man by the hand he led him out of the village and having spit into his eyes he placed his hands upon him asking him if he saw anything and looking up he said i see men i see them like walking trees then he again placed his hands over his eyes and made him look up and he was restored and saw everything quite distinctly jesus then sent him away to his home saying do not enter even the village nor tell it to anyone in the village jesus and his disciples afterwards proceeded to the villages of caesarea philippi and on the road he questioned his disciples asking whom do men say that i am in reply they told him john the baptizer others elijah and others again one of the prophets "'But whom do you say that I am?' he asked them again. "'You are the Messiah!' exclaimed Peter in reply. He enjoined them, however, to tell no one about him. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man had much to endure and to be rejected at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and professors, ay, even to be murdered, to rise again, however, after three days. And he made this statement quite openly. Then Peter, seizing hold of him, began to reproach him, but turning round and looking at his disciples, he repelled Peter, exclaiming, Get behind me, Satan, because you do not reflect upon the thoughts of God, but merely those of men. Then calling the crowd to him, along with the disciples, he said to them, Whoever wishes to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me, for whoever desires to preserve his life will sacrifice it but if anyone sacrifices his life for the sake of me and for the good news, he will preserve it. For what will it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his life? If any one, however, is ashamed of me and of my teachings in this adulterous and wicked race, then will the Son of Man be ashamed of him when he comes with the holy angels in the majesty of his Father." The end of chapters five through eight. Recording by Mark Penfold.